Hello and welcome to Spoilerama. I'm Juana Muscat. Um, I'm neither Mick Jordan nor Marina Gorski, but they have given me the pleasure of being a special guest on Spoilerama or the Spoiler Down Under edition, if you will. They've asked me to do a quick review of Perth's International Film Festival, aka Revelation, because in Perth they like to do things differently. Our aka Rev, because Australia we like to truncate everything. So a bit of background on that is the Sydney Film Festival, which is an international film festival, is known as SFF. Uh, MIF, Melbourne International Film Festival. BIF, Brisbane International Film Festival, etc. Perth just likes to be a little bit different and call itself Revelation, which when I first got here I thought was a bit confusing. Um, and even locals have said to me, oh, is it just local cinema or Australian films? And no, it's actually international film festivals. So I did notice some branding this year where they'd added Perth International Film Festival to the the banners. So that's an interesting transition. Anywho, um, Rev is celebrating its 20 years this year. And I've only been in Perth for four and a half. But in that time, I have seen the festival grow and grow. And I was actually a volunteer, a door bitch in 2013. And before that, I was a regular Biff goer. And before that, I lived and worked in Dublin, including a stint at the Irish Film Centre. And I had a not-so-famous run-in with film director Mike Lee at Chaplin's, the pub across the road from Screen Cinema, that Mick absolutely loves talking about. He loves telling that story if you get a chance to ask him about it. Um, so that's my connection to film, to Dublin, and to the Spoilerama team. I'm a Brizzy girl. Uh, who lived in Dublin, now in Perth, and seeing films along the way. So I went to a whole bunch of films, but I think Mick really wants me to just talk about The Irish Connection. So that would be the first film I saw, which was presented in partnership with the Irish Film Festival Australia for the opening night event in Fremantle, or Frio, as we also like to truncate. Um, and it was the first time Rev had had a separate opening night in Fremantle. Um, it was introduced by the association's head honcho, who got to the lectern and started speaking Gwelga. Ian Tach, Gormahogat, Fulterod. I may have been the only person in the audience who knew what he was saying. But anywho, um, the film, of course, was A Date for Mad Mary, which, as your audience probably knows, has been getting rave reviews. I really enjoyed it. Um, it was described as a tough and tender story about friendship, first love and staying sane in small town, in a small town in Ireland. And it was set in Drogheda. I probably pronounced that wrongly. Um, but it actually felt like it was filmed in Dublin to me, but maybe that's just because dark, rainy streets look like Dublin to an Australian. I've forgotten. Um, the synopsis and trailer did give a few things away, or the main, well, not really a twist, actually, but I don't think that mattered too much. Maybe they didn't need to advertise it. Um, but I thought it was pretty delightful, actually. Um, we had a really great audience who were really involved and laughed from the get-go. Mind you, there was wine and uh, food as part of the opening festivities, but, you know, they seemed pretty, pretty engaged and really genuinely moved by the end. Um, I thought it was beautifully shot and edited, like very cohesive um, and scripted and acted, particularly Shana Kurzlake. Is that how you pronounce her name? I do apologise. Um, Siana, no, sorry, Shana. <laughs> um, she, I thought she absolutely nailed it. She was funny, she was quirky, but she was tough and emotive. And uh, having lived in Dublin for four years, I really thoroughly <laughs> really enjoyed the vernacular, the colloquialisms and 
you fucking Egypt, or you, which you did actually use the C word quite a lot. As uh, it's not my favourite word on the planet, but um, it was said exactly how it would have been said, and yeah, I thought she delivered it brilliantly. Um, I think my favourite line was probably, "Well, you could end up married to a colchie," <laughs> to which my husband whispered, "What's a colchie?" To which I said, someone from Roscommon. No, I'm only kidding. I just told him it was sort of a country boy. Um, Yeah, but I loved it. I thought it was really beautifully told and edited and very cohesive. Um, I won't give it any star ratings. I just really enjoyed it. Um, So, Gorma Hoggett for the opportunity. And I'll chat to you guys soon. I'll hear you on the airwaves soon. Cheers. Sláinte. Okay, well, Gorma Hoggett um, I think that's it for me. So thank you very much for your contribution this week on the Perth Film Festival, Revelation Festival, and particularly Rev. her reaction. I think it is actually called Rev. Yeah. Oh, you know it? Yeah, she said it, Rev. All right. So you were paying more <laughs> attention than I was. Well, anyway, Rev, and particularly her comments on this, or not this, I'm thinking of Mary, I keep saying that, A Date for Mad Mary. Yeah. You haven't seen that yet. Have no, you? I haven't. But let me say, I'll be going to Perth very soon because I like the idea of eating and drinking wine. Not eating wine, but eating <laughs> and drinking wine um, in the ce- in a film festival. We don't have that here. I'm they actually going to send a suggestion. They, they sometimes have wine and cheese thingies after films here. Well, after. Oh, you want to during? Yeah. I don't think. Well, actually, no, I've seen some of the photographs you posted and I've seen people drinking wine. In the, you can drink You can drink in wine the cinema, in cinema. Yes, but not in the film festival, I don't think. Okay. Okay, it just sounded more fun because it's Australia. Right. You, <laughs> ju- you just want to, this yeah. is just an excuse to go to Australia. Exactly. Okay, Juana, she's on her way. But anyway, moving on, um, we're going to discuss some completely different ones. So I would, sorry, I would just like to say, I have, I said, I have seen um, A Date for Mad Mary. Oh, and yes, I really yes. enjoyed it as well. It's on Volta, if anyone wants to look at it there. That's a website where you pay to watch the film stream, but I think it's two quid to watch it there. I'd recommend it. Recommend it to you. Oh, to me, yeah, yes, thank you. Yes, as well. I don't know if I'll do it, but thank you. Okay, because <laughs> I'm recommending it. Yeah. I thought so. Well, you recommended, in a slight way, this week's film of Baby Driver. Well, you said you've seen it and asked me, would we be doing it in the podcast, which implied I should go and see it as well. Mm. So I did. And what do you think? I did not like it. You don't like you didn't well, like it? Well, I mean, it's. I was expecting huge things because it's... It's got huge results on um, Rotten Tomatoes. I think it was on Jamie Foxx was on Graham Norton, and Graham Norton was saying what an amazing film it was, revolutionary, and all this. And I was going, eh, no. It's not revolutionary, but I did really, really like it. I like the fact, and uh, this is the reason why I like it, is because it reminded me a lot of Tarantino. Now, they're very completely different types of film, but it just reminds me that I think Edgar Wright just did whatever the fuck he wanted to do for this film. This is like, oh, yeah. I, for me, I just imagine him saying, put all the cool stuff in and put this song on. Now, while they're chasing him, put him in. And like, you know, these kind of, like, this is just what I imagine. I just said, this is so cool. The guy just did whatever he wanted to do. And, you know, fuck that. And he had Jamie Foxx and he had Kevin Spacey. And, you know, it just looked, I thought it just, I didn't care about the story at all. Okay. I was just waiting for the next car chase to see what song they would put next and what cool scenes there'd be. And... I just, I just really, really liked it. I, I, no, I wouldn't say it's amazing. It's groundbreaking stuff that you know that kind of that Tarantino is. 
Well, Tarantino, to be honest, is a bit of repetition throughout his films. You well, know what I mean? now, I suppose. Yeah. yeah, but it's not something like to compare both and then Django and Chain, which had Jamie Foxx. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That was very like, well, this is cool, but it's it it's not amazing and it wouldn't be film of the year. But it is it's one of the best things out there in the past couple of months now. I have to say. Okay. Well, I would say. I, all that you said there, I would agree with in any other film. If that was maybe that's what he was doing. Yes, certainly there is throwing everything in there. I just didn't gel with any of it. I have no problem with that idea of just throwing stuff in just to be cool. I think that's fine. I'm very happy with that when it's done well. This I just felt was forced. An awful lot of it was, oh, stick on. Another. I felt what I actually felt was it was reminding me of Guardians of the Galaxy. A little they were bit, throwing yeah. all these songs in and said, yeah, it was done better. Funny in you Guardians should mention of the Galaxy. that. It, it, in my head now I was actually singing Ooga Chaka Ooga Ooga So this is like a Simpsons moment I'm talking and in your head you're just hearing Oh Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> No but I actually was to me. Because I heard that song today in the morning and now that you mentioned Guardians of the Galaxy it's just, it just stuck in your yeah, head It just all merged and everything makes sense in my life now <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I Sneak preview us, Marina's strange life. Everything makes sense. Just cleaned up. Well, I was expecting to love it for all that because I love that sort of thing normally. But I thought, first of all, that the whole concept was meant to be because of the fact he has to listen to music all the time because he's tinnitus. Yeah. That this is the whole film was just going to be constant song after song after song was going to be on the soundtrack. And it seemed to be that way at the start because every time he took the headphones out, the music would drop and then he put them back in. And I said, OK, that could work, except it's irritating me already. And this is at the start of the film. And then they just dropped Chances that. You are old, <sighs> is that what you're going to say? Stayed? No, that wasn't it. It was just. We're on a podcast, Marina, just looking down and twiddling with your thumbs. It's I not going to work. I can't, I can't look at you right now. Well, don't have to look at me. You speak, you speak to the fucking microphone. Um, I just I'm being like an old man here. <laughs> I didn't want to say that. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's I think, no, I don't think, what I expected of this film, what I think they could have done better is that I think it turned dark too quickly. The character, Ansel. Yeah. Eggert. Eggert. The baby himself. Yeah. Yeah. I think he, tur- like, the fact that he accepted too quickly seeing people being killed. And yeah, and started and doing stuff. it himself. Yeah. I think he accepted that too quickly. Yeah. Um, a few things didn't really make sense to me. That didn't make sense to me. Like well, yeah, well, a... but I mean, more things like the tapes and all that. I know he's into music. Yeah. I well, just thought, stupid. Yeah, I just thought that was a bit, you know, it, it wasn't need to be, it was pointless. Yeah. I don't think it added to the to the thing at all. Well, that's it. Like what you're saying there, like he threw a lot of ideas that were cool. To me, it was just, he threw everything to see if it would work. It just seems such a hodgepodge. And that whole thing, yeah, yeah when the first robbery they're involved where someone does get killed and he's really struck by it and appalled and horrified so now he's things have gone too far and then suddenly he just that's forgotten about almost yeah and then he's shooting people right left and center and i think the main fault with it for me was him i didn't identify with him at all i thought he just looked too nerdish and wimpy He he was meant to be i don't know if he was meant to be a cool kid or something like that. he certainly didn't come across as that he was bland i think more than anything. well yeah because the problem was i actually the previous film i'd seen him in is what in was the fault in our stars oh god yeah which i didn't see but i don't want to 
Aw, no, it was a lovely little film. Okay. But it's the stereotypical cancer film. Yeah. Um, book. I think I read the book as well. But, um, like... I like him. I don't think he was right for the part. Like he did, he is a good actor, but I just think if maybe if it was someone else, and I hate to say this, but I think even if it was Zac Efron, I think the the part would have been a mm. bit more because he seemed like a much easygoing guy. But that's yeah. tough at the same time, you know that kind of way that yeah, you can easily believe. That. Yeah, well, that you can easily believe. this guy. Even though he was called baby, he did look like a baby. Like, yeah. he was very, very young. So I think if it was... And I think they put the baby driver in ju- uh, the title just because of the song. To maybe tie <laughs> into Which one is of a the very songs. bad excuse to do. Yeah. But, uh, like, in other ways, I kind of liked the whole action bit. And I liked the guy... What's his name? The John guy Hamm. that... Who? John Hamm, the other shooter. Yeah, the guy that's with the girl. Yeah, that's John yeah, Hamm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> He's really uh, something. Um, I didn't actually intend to say that. <laughs> now I'm thinking about it. I was like, what the hell are you doing? Too late, it's in. We don't yeah. edit them anymore. Um, sorry, honey. You are gorgeous too. Because he listens You're to talking this. to yeah. your husband, not to me. Now, anyone listening to this, she's just turned to me and said, sorry, honey, you're gorgeous too. Who said I'm talking to John? You said I had to say it. No, who said that I was? Who told you I was? You're talking to John. <laughs> I'm saying it now. That's anyway, a anyway, I just, I, I kind of. One minute you can't look at me, the next minute you. <laughs> this is what happens in these fucking podcasts. <laughs> I change my mind at the end of the of the podcast. I fucking hate the film. <laughs> Good, I'm working. <laughs> I do. I did. I did find it entertaining at the time. I was eating my popcorn like mad. Yeah. Um, was there something special about that day that we went to see that? I don't think so. Because um, <laughs> I'm trying to think why I was so happy and cheerful. Um, because you're with your beloved. <laughs> I'm always with him, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm used to him now. But oh I just. Dear th- God. I did. <laughs> Fuck. <sighs> Digging my own grave. <sighs> anyway, I this do think. This episode is dedicated to yeah. the memory of Marina Gorski. I do like it. I just think that it went. Sometimes it went too far. As in uh, over the top. Yeah. And sometimes I just think it didn't make any sense. But I mean, I think it, he probably made this film for himself. I kind of feel, you know, that kind of way. Just because he, I, I, I found a quote by him saying, who doesn't like, who, no one fantasizes about killing people. I think that's what he said. Or bank robberies. No, no one fantasizes about bank robberies. But everyone fantasizes about a car chase. Okay. Which is kind of true. Like we all kind of oh, yeah. like seeing that. And, you know. Yeah, but I got tired of, of them. Well, yeah. I, yeah, I do understand that. But I think he probably, because of that quote, I kind of feel that he did this probably for himself as well. Yeah. So. Well, I, I, I and I'm all in favour of that. And it's like when you say Tarantino does things that are over the top and unexpected, that's fine because then you go, oh my God, when he does it well. In this, yeah. as you said, it's, if it's fine if the film is designed that way, but it's not. A lot of the time, it seems to be a logical following story and then suddenly it just does something stupid. Yeah. And as you said, the tapes were particular because the tapes you think are going to be really poignant and mean something, and then they're not. They're just tapes well, that he uh, yeah. has made his own music at out of people's recordings. Yeah, at what? some, at one point, you kind of like, you, you, yeah, you think it's going to be important, and then he forgets about it. 
And you're like, so why were they there? Like, even yeah. though he does come back to get them, after that, he forgets about it again. Yeah. And, you know, that was... It was, seen ra- it, like, it was all very random. Yeah. And not... It didn't... Juana described their a day for Mad Mary it being cohesive. This certainly wasn't. Yeah. I think it was all over the place a lot this time. And a lot of time I was just getting irritated that. And early on, I just get irritated by him. And he's the core of the film. Everyone else I liked in it. Even Kevin Spacey was very, like, I, I like Kevin Spacey. I think he's very good and he was good in this. It just, he suddenly did a turnabout in what sort of character he was for no apparent reason mm. at the end. But I still liked him while he was doing that. Um, the one person I did like you rave about John Hamm, I really liked Lily James in this. And I didn't realise who she was. This is his girlfriend. Yeah, I didn't like her in this. Do you like her normally? I don't know. I, I do like her. And I, I do like her. In the, I just don't like her character particularly because I don't think... She as well went from happy, cheerful, cheerful girl to helping your man. Yeah, she didn't make any sense you know in the way her character here. went. But she was very chirpy and appealing at the start. And I was yeah. wrecking my head because I said, I know her from something. I kept trying to say, and then I checked afterwards. Well, it's Lily James. She's one from Downton Abbey, uh, which is so completely different from yeah. this. Like she actually came across as very American. Very yeah. to me, like she judging was in American, Cinderella as well, and she was I in. Seen. I think she's in other. Well, she's in other stuff, all right, as well. But it was she was on to me. She looked like she's a brand new star, but she's been around a few years at this oh, stage. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and but that in itself didn't work for me. The idea of her being mad about him, pretty yeah, much I from the start, like, and she's practically hitting on him when he comes into the restaurant and so on. She's all over him, and I said, why would that happen? So maybe that was Edgar Wright's fantasy. Could be. Yeah, could be. Could be all his childhood dreams mixed into one and all the music he likes. Yeah, and I wasn't even thrilled about the music either. Yeah, well, some of it was okay. But um, (laughs) that actually contradicts what I said at the beginning. Yes. But but some of them were were good songs. But I just was expecting a bit more, a few more Mm. songs or make it a bit more about that. Yeah. I mean, I well, that, well, that's to me what felt forced, the way they were trying to adapt. Kind of Suicide Squad-ish. Well, no, not even, no, not as bad as that. <laughs> that was just where they just went on Spotify and said, oh, this looks good. But this is like when they had the Queen song and they mentioned it and they were trying to almost fashion the song to suit the film. Yeah. Um, Rather than just like it was a car chase played to Queen. And he, the whole idea was, which wasn't clear, but then you worked it out was that he had to have a particular song and I had to start it for him to drive to it. Yeah. He didn't seem to be even doing that. He only realised that when at one point he had to start the song again. Yeah. He said, oh, that's why. And then it just didn't seem to go anywhere with that. Yeah, because they explained that he he was always listening to music because of a thing in his drum. Yeah, And then the fact tonight. that he had to go back to listen to it again. Yeah. So is that the problem, that he's just obsessed with it and he has to time the music to the action? Yeah. Or is the problem, does he have to listen to music? To You know what I mean? Well, is so it, it's kind of a... I think the origin is that he listens to music to drown out the sound of tinnitus because tinnitus is just basically this constant. You know yeah. if you hear if you hear a loud bang and there's a ringing in your ears? Tinnitus yeah. is where it's constant. I mean, people have committed suicide over it. And there's a lot of people who are DJs and so on get it. Because it is, it's just, mm. it's there all the time. You can't sleep, you can't do anything. So it's understandable. Though you'd expect him to be a lot more fucked up than he is. Yeah. That he's just casually listening. So he has music on to distract from that constantly. But the whole thing of 
he does his car chases in time with the music is what that's why he has to have it to a particular rhythm so he knows exactly when yeah. people go in when people go out and when to drive off when to stop when all this in time with the music gets it planned out that way and I said yeah but that doesn't make any sense and he's not even doing that once they've established that then he's just driving anyway yeah so no I wouldn't I mean I enjoyed it to an extent it wasn't boring it wasn't terrible so I mean I'd give it three stars but a grudging three I might even only give it two and a half because again I was expecting so much from it yeah, and it has a great cast like as we've highlighted does, yeah, everyone in yeah. there Jamie Foxx is brilliant and in that's it that's what I'm scared every time I see a great cast Never really it's either going to be a very bad film or a very good film or it's going to be Battle of the Egos <laughs> yes um, but I'd say I'll give it a 6 out of 10 well, well because I did enjoy it uh, uh, you know yeah. uh, on some level I, I did it, like it's basically it's what the audience wants to quote John well I don't know if they do I think they I think well yeah. Rotten Tomatoes liked it people everyone likes it well Rotten Tomatoes it. is critics well yeah but I mean yeah. everyone likes it yeah everyone's like Raving well, yeah, but this will be fair. I hope that all films don't end up being like this, because yeah, but I think this is where we're going towards is just the whole shooting action. Everyone I've been there like that for a long time. Well, I know that, but, right. the, the, but I think this is mostly is just to get people to buy tickets to go see it. Yeah, is what I think it's going to be. I'm sure, John's already doing that. I are you are you gonna really destroy your husband before you even marry him? No, he knows. <laughs> <laughs> but like I was sitting watching Jack Reacher, I fell asleep after four minutes of it. The first one, yeah, or the, recent the one? first one, because it's fucking the same oh, it's Tom crap. Cruise film oh, that's, every well, single that's, time. It's boring. Well, that's and it, Jack Reacher is particularly bad, uh, mainly for me because Rosamund Pike is in it, and I really like her. Yeah, and I mean it was just before she did Gone Girl and she's so good in Gone Girl and in this she's there for no reason whatsoever like nothing other than to react to him all the way through she, he's, she's trying to stop him you can't do that oh my god and then be kidnapped and be rescued and so on it's just such a waste and that's what always happens with this these type yeah. of films and interesting you mentioned Tom Cruise I watched The Mummy last night the Brendan Fraser one. Oh, which I have, you I have watched. to, you have to finish. No, I haven't. Um, oh, God. My life's a mess. <laughs> I forgot. Marina's First World Problems, part two. Well, part 22. To me, to me it's a big problem. It's okay. not really a big problem. I, prob- I could watch it tonight. I'm sure I'm off tomorrow. No, tonight I'm watching Twin Peaks. I want to watch <laughs> Twin Peaks. <laughs> Yes, because we will coming soon. We will and do Marina's reaction to series two of Twin yeah, Peaks. Yeah, and now I want to watch Fargo as well, and the, the Crown. Series. Yes, and you have Netflix. I do have Netflix. Right, so they're all there. Not Twin Peaks, mm. but everything problem else is, is John is now with his wisdom. T- I'm really oh, not trying. Yeah, I'm really <laughs> not trying to. To no, it's just he's, he's his wisdom tooth out, and be, he'll be spending a lot of time at home. So that means the TV is his, <laughs> and Sky Sports will be on. Will Wimbledon and all that, and oh yes, Wimbledon is on mm. at the moment. I'm watching that myself. Actually, by the time really? this goes out, it's finished. <laughs> I like Wimbledon. Anyway. <laughs> oh, God. On the film podcast show, Spoilerama, um, we've just discussed Wimbledon very briefly. You don't like Wimbledon? I like playing tennis. I just don't like watching people play it. Okay. I think it's very boring. Okay. We'll round it up there. Because <laughs> I think it's time to bring this to an end. Um, we've Probably next time we'll be doing Dunkirk. Oh, yes. Yep, which we're hoping to see. Well, I'm definitely seeing in 70 millimeter. 
It's a wide game. That'll be your first time since then being nominated for that, won't it? I think so. Okay, so we'll be very interested to discuss that as well. We'd like to say again, thank you to Uwana Muscat for her contribution on Rev. Yes, thank you, Uwana. Uwana, that's correct. <laughs> well done. Um, also, we'd like to say that the views expressed on Spoilerama podcast are not necessarily a reflection of the views of the producers and owners, mainly myself and Marina. We love people in Roscommon. Yes, you just said the views of Spoilerama Expressed on ah. not by Spoiler Admiral Podcast. It was that mad woman from Little Pink Typewriter and Abroad Abroad. Those are her sites if anyone wants to check them out as well. Yeah. But thank you again, <laughs> Lana. <laughs> so we wrap it up there. Um I've been Mick Jordan. And I've been Marina Gorski. No. And I've been Marina Gorski. I'm leaving that in. Okay. Who okay. knew? <laughs> thank you.